Well, now I want to invite you again to open your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Let me explain why we're, we're here today instead of Deuteronomy. As you know, sometimes it's easier for me to do a topical sermon. Exegetical takes a lot more work to get the context right. A lot of times it takes a lot more verses, and I read a lot of commentaries to check my work. It isn't that I don't check my work with a topical sermon, uh, but it allows me a little more freedom, allows me to keep it simpler, and uh, as as you know, I had a pretty busy couple of weeks. Uh, flew out last week to New York to support my sister. Ended up driving to Pennsylvania to see my mom for a while and back uh, before I sat in the hospital all day and, and then uh, flew back out July 4th. Almost missed a flight in Chicago. <laughs> Started working on the sermon at the hospital for the wedding. Got back, you know, all the busy things for the wedding that come. And, uh, and then the wedding itself, and thankful to have family here, and I'm not going to not see them before they go back. So uh, I knew the Lord would provide, and he did. And uh, the sermon this morning and this evening will be topical sermons based on a few daily devotions I enjoyed while flying, or while I was in my hotel, uh, from a book, Bearded Gospel Men. And uh, these are not sermons about beards today directly. We've had them. Uh, but it's from that book that I'll be sharing some devotions of things that I thought, wow, this is powerful. I'd really like to share this with the church. And I had hoped to do them with e-devotions. But as you know, I haven't been able to pull that off in a while. And uh, so I thought, I'd, I thought I would come to these things as inspirations for sermons today. And this text is the text uh, that uh, the man Aaron Alford, uh, who I'll be quoting from this devotional at length today, uh, this is the text he's working with, uh, I'm pretty sure. If not, that's what we'll be working with. Now I forget for sure. I think it is Luke chapter 9 verse 23, a scripture I'm sure you're very familiar with. Uh, Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Please keep it open. We'll look at the verses just before and after it through the message. But this is our verse today for this topical sermon. This is Jesus speaking. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Let me read that again. And Jesus said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now it occurs to me, uh, there's another place where Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But what does that look like? It looks like this. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Again, in the book, Bearded Gospel Men, The Epic Quest for Manliness and Godliness. There is a little bit of having fun and tongue-in-cheek of working with the metaphor throughout. <laughs> it's a fun read. It's a devotional that I've been enjoying and kind of blew the dust off and took with me on the trip last week on the plane and in the hotel. And uh, I want to share from that book today and this evening a few, a few devotionals that were a real blessing to me. I hope will be for you. Co-author of the book, Aaron Alford, writes this. Each small decision we make throughout the day is a choice to shave off precious angstroms of character or let it grow. What's an angstrom? I had to double check his explanation. He explains that an angstrom 
is a measurement in nuclear physics one billionth of a meter. And it's used to discuss extremely small measurements. And he's talking about this related to a beard that grows, you know, just little pieces at time. You know, we get that, men, we get that five o'clock shadow and then it slowly gets a little gruff. It takes a while. It doesn't just, it's not just you wake up tomorrow, I think I'm going to grow a beard. And you wake up tomorrow, poof, there's the beard. <laughs> That's slowly letting it grow out. And he's talking about that related to angstroms and having a little bit of fun talking about it. And he says this, a beard second. You know, kind of like the idea of a light year, right? As we think about angstroms and the measurement of very tiny things with the word angstrom. He says a beard second is valued at 100 angstroms per second. Scientifically proving G.K. Chesterton's wisdom. He also has a devotion about him in the book. Who writes this? You cannot grow a beard in a moment of passion. That's an important quote when we think about where he's directing us in this devotional today. You cannot grow a beard in a moment of passion. You see, it takes time to grow a beard, little by little. And uh, ladies, don't worry. I know you can't grow beards by God's design. You are women. Your example of femininity is incapable of that generally speaking. But don't worry, it's not about that today. It's a metaphor for where we're going today. This will apply to you also. It takes time to grow a beard little by little, but it measures up to slowly shape how we look to the world. And so do our decisions with our beards when we make our face in the mirror of our manhood. Alfred writes this, Each small decision we make throughout the day is a choice to shave off precious angstroms of character or let it grow. He shares this story about Maximilian Kobe. And I quote, He found himself in Auschwitz, a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. After three men escaped from the death camp, ten men were randomly chosen to be starved to death. See, the Nazis were going to make an example. You try to get away, we'll kill a whole bunch of you. And so because three men escaped from the death camp, ten men will now die a slow, agonizing death of starvation. To make an example. He goes on to say this. Maximilian was not selected, but volunteered to take the place of another man. He and nine others were confined together and starved. And all the while, Maximilian led them in prayers and songs of worship. He was the last to die. Alfred explains... We forget that no one attains this strength of character and love for Christ in a sudden rush of heroism or willpower. Men like Maximilian practiced their martyrdom. The laying down of their own lives for the sake of others. Their whole lives. Their last heroic moments were simply a natural expression of who they had always been. 
that is beloved, discipled, uh, excuse me, disciplined, disciplined disciples, determined disciples of Christ on a daily basis of self-denial. Jesus says that being his disciple is a life of self-martyrdom daily. I give that to you as the main point of our text today, Luke 9.23. Jesus says that being his disciple is a life of self-martyrdom daily, not self-exaltation, killing your old self. As Paul tells us often, we have to kill our old self to put on the new self, that is to put on Christ, which is the process of sanctification in this life. Notice this is an accumulation of weeks Months, years, and decades of everyday lifestyle choices each morning, noon, and night. Whether you will speak, whether you will choose, whether you will act, and whether you will think for Christ, each of those moments, or not. And I want to emphasize think, because that's where it starts and ends up, frankly, is where it ends up. Remember in the gospel, in the Sermon on the Mount, and as we studied in Philippians not long ago, change how you think. Change what you think about. Change the way you think. That's a daily discipline. That's a daily walk of self-denial. Whether you will have the ministry of reconciliation and forgiveness and encouragement each minute along the way or not. And it all adds up to be a testimony to who you are in or out of Christ. Following him each footstep along the way. And immediately as did the apostles when he said, follow me. Notice in our text, what is it to be a disciple daily? It's to follow him. It's not following us, asking Jesus to follow us and fit him into our life. It's dying and following him who died to give us life to live. Including turning around and getting up in humility after stepping out the wrong way. It is to live the great commission of Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It doesn't say evangelize. It says make disciples. Evangelism is the means of the end. Make Christians. What are Christians? Those who bear the name of Christ and do everything he says to do. Not to earn life, but to live the life he earned for them. Teach them to obey everything I have taught you. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. It's about teaching Jesus to do what Jesus, teaching people, excuse me, to do what Jesus says. It's about you and me choosing not to do what we want to do and do what Jesus says. Catching ourselves so often, that's not what Jesus would have me do. It is a daily walk of steps along his narrow way of heavenly citizenship and not the broad worldly highway of hell. Now this following Jesus daily is one of denying yourself. And I want to challenge you as we go through this. You and I are trained in life everywhere to do the exact opposite. I mean, we'll put a nice little Christian bow on it and try to call it Christian, but the truth is it's heathen and horrible 
and the opposite. And we wonder why the church doesn't grow and our nation is so wicked. And we wonder why we have so little light and salt impacting the world. Because the truth is we are all about ourselves and we're very little about Christ. This call is to die to ourselves. Take up your cross, by the way, is what that looks like. Deny yourself, take up your cross. What is a cross? It is an executional tool. The tool that Jesus was killed upon to give you life. He calls upon you spiritually, metaphorically, to die to yourself. That's how you daily live for him. Taking up your cross. Laying yourself upon it low and being lifted up on it for Christ. It is self-sacrifice. It is self-death. Death to self. Just like him. So that he could bring life to us. Let him deny himself. Let me give you a, a long list of uh, explanation of what it means to deny yourself, beloved. Let it sink in. Let it sink in for me. The different uh, explanations from the Greek lexicons. What is it that you would deny yourself? Take up your cross is the way to understand it. Crucify your old self. But here's some uh, explanations of the word deny in Greek. To flesh out this growth of our faces, countenance. And so we would, we would do things like this. Here's what it is to deny yourself. To disown yourself. To renounce yourself. To disregard yourself. To deny yourself. To reject yourself. To refuse to give thought to or express concern for yourself. To disregard, to pay no attention to yourself. To deny strongly with the implication of rejection. To deny utterly yourself. To refuse to give thought to or express concern for yourself. That's what it means. We know that's what it means, but we don't really... That's what it means, beloved. And it's all directed at ourselves. Which is to be directed away from ourselves. That we'd be directed toward Jesus. And his people. And witnessing to the world. This is the opposite of the world teaches us. Have it your way. You deserve a break today. Well the advertisers will give you exactly what you want. Why? Because they want your money. The devil will give you exactly what you want. As an angel masquerading as, a, masquerading as an angel. Why? Because he wants your soul. And if he can't have that. He at least wants to run your life. At his will. Which is why the prayer in 2 Timothy. Is that you would be enabled by God. To acknowledge the truth and repentance. That you would not be held captive by the devil's will. Where did the fall come from in the Garden of Eden? Focus on self. An exaltation of self over God himself. So it is today in how we too often live against Christ instead of for him. Run away from him instead of follow after him. If we don't like that, then we need to consider Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. And he, that is Jesus, is speaking. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, that is, doesn't follow after me, is not worthy of me. Indeed, 
And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Galatians 5 verse 24. But Jesus also gives this encouragement to do this, beloved. To die to ourselves. Verse 24. Here's the encouragement and motivation. If love for Christ was not enough, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. The exaltation of self. But whosoever will lose his life, deny himself for my sake, the same shall save it. Or as 2 Timothy 2.11 says, It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. That is, we shall be in heaven. Again, it's not earning it, but it's a sign of heavenly life is actually there within us. You'll know them by their fruits, he says. It is your choice for today. On this, the Lord's day. Will you deny yourself on this, the Lord's day especially? It's a choice for you tomorrow. Living a life that reflects you have the face of Christ in your eyes and his eternal life in your soul and your future morning and evening. Today and the next day and the next, all which become your yesterdays and your years and your life and your legacy. Not only to have people think about you but what they think about you what they will think about you when they think about you if they do because if it isn't this way of Christ often we will try to block them out of our minds will you choose daily decisions in minute details that make for sanctified service and growth in grace to forget about yourself Concentrate on him and worship him, Christ the Lord. So that you stop worrying about yourself and instead serve somebody else. You might remember a sermon I preached because it was a scripture that came up in my devotions. I preached it here. I preached it in Australia at a very difficult time of my life. And from Peter, he says, here's, here's how you deal with sadness. Go serve somebody. Watch what God does to you. And the message was this. Let your sadness bring others gladness. And watch what happens when you forget yourself in the service of others. And you're more happy to serve them. So they remember your life service fondly and gratefully. Aaron Alford writes this. We make small choices every day, and each choice, whether we're paying for our coffees or passing a beggar on the street, is full of meaning and possibility. There are hundreds of choices to be made in a day, big and small, either to step beyond ourselves in selfless love or to play it safe. In these moments, we can either cooperate with God's grace or cut it off. Beloved, we might put this verse to work by declaring every morning, every noon, and every night, 
as we get out of bed, as we eat and drink, and as we go back to bed, we might start it all and end it all like this. I renounce myself today. I proclaim Christ and Him crucified today. And I proclaim others in place of myself today. Now let's live out that life today. And what a better day we'll enjoy as we lay our heads on our pillows if we do. May your daily decisions and testimony and your service to Jesus and his church be like this. 1 Corinthians 15.31 In Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. Romans 8 verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Hebrews 10 verses 24 to 25, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. That that word one another, remember, uh, you could do a whole study. I remember uh, Pastor Bruce Bickle in Pittsburgh, he did a whole study, I remember, on the one another's of scripture. There are so many one another's. That's the way we're taught to think of one another's, ourself as a whole. Not me, myself, and I. Think about how our life affects others. Our choices affect others. The examples to our children. The answers to our prayers. The witness to the world. Whether we'll kill ourselves and live for Christ. The way he says in every jot and tittle. Yes, that he fulfilled on our behalf. But to live out on it for his glory. May your daily decisions and testimony and service to Jesus as in the church be Philippians 1 verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Of course, why would it be gain? I get to go be with Jesus. Philippians 2 verses 3 to 8. Remember how much attention we gave to this in the series through Philippians not so long ago. And remember the series you've been enjoying with Sinclair Ferguson in our Sabbath classes of his lectures up at Westminster Seminary uh, a few months ago was based on Philippians. And he drew much on this chapter. Philippians 2 3 to 8. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross and of course his wasn't figurative it was real Colossians 3, 1 to 3. 
If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Or as John the Baptist, who had a powerful ministry, but it ended with the severing of his head from his body for Christ. He must increase, but I must decrease. And why is that? Because of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's a dying to ourselves that we would receive him. It's a killing of ourselves as Lord of our lives that we would have him as the Lord of lords of our life. Now, again, recognize this is figurative language. We're not talking about a literal slitting of your wrists, but a living out of the life that he gave you because of the literal nails that pierced his hands and feet. Because of verse 22 in our text. Saying the son of man must suffer many things. And be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes. And be slain. And be raised the third day. Now it doesn't say crucified here. But Christ would keep telling them as we know in the gospel of Matthew. And he'd he'd get to more specific things. And he'd talk about crucifixion. Now let's just remember crucifixion. To just humble us further and fully receive this of the Lord for him. Crucifixion was a death by the Roman Empire preserved only for criminals. And Roman citizens could not be subjected to it. It was the worst of all kinds of killing meant to completely humiliate and cause to suffer for a long time as you would solely suffocate to death when you could no longer hold yourself up by the nails in your hands and feet. Remember Psalm 34, 3, the theme of the scripture for the wedding. We recognized, I think it was verse 20. It said, all my bones remain, none of them are broken, which is a prophecy. John, Gospel John shows us, was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But why were his bones not broken? Because he had suffered so much, so long already, when they came to break his legs with the other thieves, so they die suffocating quicker, he was already dead. And as Jesus emphasizes, this life will only be authentic and abundant of daily denying self. Your life must be a daily decrease of yourself. 
a daily increase of your service to Jesus by serving others more and more. Forgetting about yourself, thinking of him and focusing on them. Especially, especially the church, his body, our brethren, studying and applying the one another New Testament scriptures. One step at a time, following after Jesus, thankfully, who says in the Proverbs, an honest man, though he stumble, though he falls seven times a day, he keeps getting up. A lot of our daily following Jesus is to keep getting up in his mercy and not saying in our pride, I can't be forgiven or I give up on Jesus. Exalting his mercy above your sins. One step at a time, following after Jesus, who is the way and our purpose for today and every tomorrow, making up our yesteryears, living out and forward toward eternity by our daily decisions to die to me and serve Jesus and them. As they grow into a big picture of who we are, these daily decisions, and who we will be, at our final day and what we will look like at judgment day. Alfred Alford also writes this. The small choices like beard seconds add up. They can determine what I'll make of big choices later on. His grace flows in our lives more freely when we continuously, every day, cooperate with the movements of the Holy Spirit. I would insert according to his word that he wrote. He also says, we are in every second becoming who we will be at the hour of our death. Every choice I make is a choice toward becoming the man I wish to be. He also says this. When I want to know if one day, now he's point us, pointing us back to the story of Maximilian, who stepped in on behalf of another man and died the death of starvation, leading them in worship to the grave, waiting for the resurrection from it. When I want to know if one day I'll be the kind of man who would lay down his life for another, I need to only ask if I'm laying down my life for another. Right now. Character is grown and cultivated. If I may add, like a nice looking beard. Dearly beloved, grow in grace and glorify God each of your days till your dying day. And how will you do that? Deny yourself daily. And that is the message for you from this text today. Deny yourself daily. And as I've reminded you, this is what my preaching professor, I need to keep screwing this into your and my skulls. That's the only thing you need to worry about taking with you. Work on that. Think on that. Pray that. 
Do that. Deny yourself daily. Deny yourself daily. Deny yourself daily. And watch how Christ takes over your world and the world around you. Now notice I almost said deny yourselves, plural, daily. And that would be appropriate. But to really make sure we bring it home to you and myself, deny yourself daily. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us how we exalt ourselves daily and have the mess from it. Help us to die to ourselves, to follow after you, to take up our crosses and follow you. Let us indeed have Galatians 2.20 as our testimony and our hearts cry, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. As you humbled yourself even to the death of the cross, we who are the true criminals, help us daily to take up our cross and follow you daily. Day after day, denial after denial of self, until all one would see and remember is Christ. And all your people said, Amen.